welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is Season 3, Episode 33, Festival Customer Etiquette. A lot of threes. I also caught myself off that, hence the little pause there. I did not realize it until I said it out loud, I guess. I like it. I do, too. Uh, I don't know what it means. They always say you wish on, like, multiple numbers. Hey, listeners, make that wish. Uh, We wish that people had better etiquette if when they're shopping at festivals and craft fairs yes yes i do <laughs> um how okay fill us in how did your festival go this previous weekend so i had mixed feelings about it um it went okay i'm, okay. I'm not gonna complain about like how much money i made or anything like that because it was like a really good festival in that sense um however the the festival goers um so friday and saturday were fine perfectly fine i don't know what happened on sunday <laughs> i really don't on sunday um i didn't make a whole lot of sales i don't know maybe four or five and it i mean it wasn't that bad because it was only from oh gosh i don't know maybe like nine to five or something so i wasn't there all day And I feel like that festival gets a lot more foot traffic, like, after 8 p.m. when the crowds are out and it's cooled down and whatever. So, I wasn't expecting a whole lot on Sunday. It was totally fine. Um, But everybody who did come into my booth would come in and say things like, oh, you crochet, I crochet too. And I'm like, okay, cool. cool." You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And they'd be like, I can make all this stuff here that you have here. Man, awesome. already <laughs> sounds excellent. Um, uh, but yes, and like I just don't know. But it was that was like everybody that was in my booth, and then this one lady was like, "I really like the way that your shawl is draped on your mannequin. I'm gonna take a picture of it." And before like I could say anything, like she's already snapping photos. Oh my and, word! And I know there's a lot of people who don't like that because they don't want people to take their ideas or their patterns or like sell their pictures as their own or whatever so like I get it that kind of stuff doesn't really bother me but what does bother me is the not asking (laughs) I I don't know people you know and I know we touched on this a little bit in the past when we had that booth uh beside the fishing hunting gun booth Mm mm-hmm People were really rude then, too, like, literally taking up our whole space just to try to lean over to their booth and see stuff. And, like, I just feel like some common sense should have to apply at some point. Yes. Um, The lady that was across from me, she came over on Sunday, too, and she was like, we, because I crochet, too, at the, at the booth, because there's literally nothing else for me to do while I sit there by myself. (laughs) So I was crocheting there too. But she goes, um, she's like, we've been watching you as you make stuff. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And um, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just really not a social butterfly with the other vendors. Not as much as I should be. Um, I'm when you get to know me, I'm not very introverted, but until you get to know me, I'm, pretty introverted like I don't really go out and start conversations so um so then she was looking at one of my shawls that I had on a mannequin and she was like I like the other one that you had up here better 
which the other one wasn't selling, but I did get a lot of compliments on the one that I switched it out with. So I was like, all right, well, maybe if I switch it out, like I can move this one at least. And she's like, I like the other one that you had on there better. And I was like, but nobody until now was really like saying anything about that one. So, but they were all talking about the shawl that was on the table. So I decided to display that one instead. And nobody asked for your unsolicited advice. No. Lady. And uh, right. Well, and then she looks at the mannequin on the other side of the table, and that one had on a wrap that was fall colors, like brown and reds and stuff. And she was like, she goes, and this one's pretty too, but I don't like the colors because you would really only be able to wear that in the fall. And I just don't know who's going to spend that kind of money on something that they can only wear like a couple times a year. <laughs> like, what? I, sorry. I don't. I just. Hold on one second. Sorry. My washing machine is having a fit. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, that's <laughs> the worst one that happens too. Uh, no, that's that's just insane. Like I don't understand. Like if golden rule, people, if you don't have anything nice to say, I do not say anything. Right. And I don't know if like she was just maybe trying to be helpful because she thought like maybe I should have put like left the other like scarf on that I had on my I don't I don't know I don't know but she was selling baked goods and stuff and like I didn't come over there and be like oh oatmeal raisin I don't know who's eating oatmeal raisin anymore that's a really Especially stupid that cookie price. flavor that you made right. <laughs> like and I would never do that I would never I mean, do I that I wonder how that works like did she have them labeled properly do we need to call the local um like who is that I don't know licensing or, <laughs> or I don't know don't make I us get crazy even... I didn't even go over there I don't know but people man they really I don't know and then and I couldn't take my blankets to um that one also which was kind of a bummer because that those are my highest priced items <laughs> so I missed out on those sales but I can take them um to the festival that I'm doing next weekend but this weekend they wouldn't let me take any kind of stuffed animals or blankets or bedding which it doesn't explicitly say that in the application that it's probably because like they don't want people who have bed bugs or something maybe bringing them. I don't know. Oh, so okay. I was like, I was like, I get it. It's whatever. But they also wanted them to be like tested by the state of Ohio and just all kinds of other nonsense. And I was like, you know, it's fine. I'll just take them next weekend. Like they don't have any beef with me having blankets and and stuff right. so it's fine know. i'll just i'll just hold off until next weekend and hopefully that we sell them but um that this the one i just did this past weekend was inside so oh, that's nice right so i wasn't concerned about rain or anything like that or like my pop-up can't be flying away in the wind or anything but next weekend so i keep saying next weekend but really like it's this coming weekend the weather's supposed to be really nice it's supposed to be um low 70s and then at night it's supposed to get down to like 49 or 50 degrees so i'm hoping that maybe like the evening crowd that comes out like once the sun goes down and it starts to get really cool outside might buy more of the crocheted stuff because that's really kind of hard to sell when it's hot outside i'm also equally as excited about our weather as you know it is still this past week been like 105 here yeah which is 
ridiculous and I am 100% over it. Um, for the next like 10 days, we do not get above 80 degrees. Nice. And it is like sunshine every day. Love it. Uh, I am so excited. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump there. Liza, Liza is so hateful to, we have two cats, Jinxie and Johnny. They're both girls. Johnny just wants to be this dog's friend. And Liza is a chihuahua. She's a little chihuahua at that. And she is hateful. So I'm, I'm just here hanging out recording with you. And I mean, Johnny just barely jumped up here and Liza just went like attacking full force right at her neck. <laughs> She's um, a grandma now. Like she has no time. <laughs> no, I was laughing this morning. Uh, it's probably like six o'clock this morning. Liza sleeps under a blanket because she is a grandma. And just her like, I would say one inch of her two back paws was like barely sticking out of the blanket. So here comes Johnny, jumps up on the bed, lays down right there beside Liza, knowing that she's not going to like that. And then, like, reaches over and puts one paw right on Liza's feet. And I'm like, Johnny, come on, just leave her alone. Like, why do you do this? Because she will, the cat will straight, like, root her head under the blanket. And I'm like, you know she's in there. Why are we doing this? And she'll be like, let me just check. Let me just put my whole head under here. And then Liza is like, you know, getting getting wild. And it's just, that's just what's happening. She's attacked her like five times tonight. I don't know what's going on, but they have serious beef this evening. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. She's the opposite. She avoids Liza like the plague. She will jump up on the bed, walk the entire perimeter like a plank, just to make sure she doesn't have to go anywhere near that dog because she does not want to get barked at. Oh, poor Liza. She's she's like, she's just, I'm a senior citizen. <laughs> like, I know. Leave me alone. I'm loving and grumpy. Deal with it. I feel like that's totally <laughs> Like, I'm just it. done, and it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I did not mean to jump there, but it startled me. I thought she was going to kill the cat for a second. Oh, um, boy. And, I mean, if your dog's haven't killed any cats yet, like, I cannot let a chihuahua no. be the one to go down like that. They, no, um... Our cat Penny and Lucky, like, I'm not even sure if, have you ever watched the movie Cats and Dogs? No. It's like an old movie. Okay. So it was a movie when I, that came out when I was a kid. So, like, it's older. Well, anyway, it's like, these cats and dogs, like, ha- have, like, this secret war against each other, basically. And one of the cats is a Persian, and I think he's voiced by the guy who played, um, jack on will and grace um but anyway it's it's funny movie and but for whatever reason like those two have beef with each other and i'm not sure why like she gets along perfectly fine with spade in vegas and lucky has no beef with twister or any of the other cats but um for whatever reason penny and lucky cannot stand each other and I don't know why. I guess it's mutual, I guess. Very weird. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They probably just... Man, maybe I have seen that movie. Who narrates? Does someone narrate the animals? Who narrates the animals? Um. Yes, they all are voiced by somebody, but... Um... Well, somebody famous that I know. Maybe I have seen pieces of it. I, I don't know any of the other voices because it's been so long since I watched it. And I've only ever watched it the one time. Um. I think that... I think the dog's maybe like a beagle or something. Um, I'm looking it up because I feel like I should know this. 
and I don't even know if it's necessarily like a kid's movie or if it's like a, I don't know. I don't remember now, but I just remember the cats and dogs going at it. And Eric and I have talked all the time. We're like, what are they saying to each other? Like, <laughs> like, are they communicating? Because for whatever reason, they both hate each other and they're both fine with everybody else in the house, but each other. And they've never hurt each other or anything. It's like, you can tell, like, they just, they don't like each other. They don't want to sit on the couch together. They don't want to be in the same room together. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover and it's still not really ringing a bell for me. Mm-hmm. But but that is funny. I feel like that, I feel like that between Johnny and Liza, they've, it's been like this from day one. And I mean, when we got them, they were honestly probably like... Somebody dumped them, and they were not ready to even probably be away from the mom yet. They were tiny. Oh. So, like, I don't know what Liza's threatened about. Like, she was way bigger than them when we got them, and they've grown up here. Like, we've had them since they were tiny. So, I don't know. But Jinxie, she's not bothered by. And Johnny, it's like, today Johnny was just sitting down on the floor, and Liza was up on the bed, and she jumped down in, like, full attack mode. And I'm like, she's not even near you. Like, <laughs> leave her alone. Like, psychopath I don't know I'm mad because the cats unraveled an entire ball of sock yarn oh no I feel like it's like a real life cartoon and I get it I I mean they're cats I get it but I had my yarn bag and it's I need to organize it better but it's had some balls of yarn like kind of sticking out the top of it and have a zip shut basically and uh yeah under my bed it was like a mountain of surprises. Hi, here's this ball of yarn. I hope you didn't need it. Uh, I don't know. Like, when do cats grow out of the being a jerk stage? Or are they constantly just a jerk? Um, I don't know. Because ours never really were much. They've always just kind of been <sighs> lazy. But I don't know if it's just, like, the, the breed of them. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because Persians are just known to be lazy. So I don't know. Okay, but... well that makes sense then because you know Jinxie is my the white cat with like the dark face and ears. Uh-huh. Uh, she is a good eater and a growing girl and she loves to sleep. Um, she's not the problem. But about four in the morning, every morning it is like the witching hour for them. <laughs> and they will chase each other through this house to where they're their claws on my downstairs floor sound like I don't know sometimes I get woken up and I'm afraid that like the Roadrunner and Wally Coyote are downstairs getting some Acme TMT going I don't know like it's it's like <laughs> like you just imagine them spinning and then you'll hear them come up the steps and our steps are weird they go up like one way there's a little landing and then up the big flight a little landing and then the other way and a few more steps to get upstairs so you hear them all the way upstairs they run all the way through the hallway, come in the bedroom. Their tails are, like, so fat from where they're mad and they're chasing each other. But it's every morning at four in the morning, like clockwork. I don't know if you remember when we lived in that trailer, um, behind our bed was, a like, a wall. And there was yes, like in the, the bathroom, bathroom behind the other it. Side. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Eric would get infuriated at Penny when she was a kitten because she would climb up there on that wall where there was like those little spindle things. Yeah. And he'd be sleeping and he'd be in a dead sleep and he sleeps on his back. 
So he'd be in a dead sleep and she would jump off that thing straight onto his chest when he be asleep <laughs> would scare him half to death. And he was like, you got to quit letting the cats in here. <laughs> like, I don't know. Jinxie does it. And I always call it parkour because <laughs> she gets up in the bed. And I, I, I know we've talked about this before. She's like my baby cat and she gets up and she sucks her toe. I don't know any cats that's ever done that, but she has done it since we've gotten them. Like a literal pacifier, she does it to go to sleep at nighttime, and it's only at nighttime, it's only when she's in the bed beside me, like, I, I don't know any other cat that does that, but it's, I mean, it's comical, it's also annoying, yeah. but when she is done, she always gets up and then goes and lays directly under the bed where I sleep, so that she's, like, under where my head would be, if you could imagine, and then she sleeps under the bed, and she snores, but when she gets up, it's like she seeks enjoyment of literally pouncing right off of him and it's hard and I'm always like Jinxie no but like I'll pull her back and like try to get her so she goes off the other side and she's not having it like she thoroughly every night enjoys just just full-on attacking like that while he's dead asleep uh so I don't know that's funny that they did that to Eric too because yeah it it happens every night (laughs) you get get so mad (laughs) I just can't and she's like I don't know. I don't mind her getting in bed because she is like a little teddy bear. She curls right up beside you to where like being beside you is not even close enough for her. She will stand up as close as she can to you and then like topple sideways like a cow. Oh no. (laughs) To where like she can't like I can't get close enough so I'm just gonna fall on top of you but she I don't know. I call it the jinxie flop. She's my girl. She's huge compared to Johnny. Yeah. Well and I, I think too the reason why she sucks on her uh, paw is maybe because if they were you know dumped too little like you know how sometimes like babies who are neglected like they self soothe you know yes. I mean? like maybe it's kind of like that for cats too yeah that I never really thought of but it's cute and like I don't know you know how a lot of cats will do their like nurse their paws or Remy always calls it um making muffins. She'll be, oh. like, she'll be like, look mom, Jinxie's making muffins. And I'll look over and like we've got a throw blanket downstairs on the couch and it's like real soft and fuzzy. And Jinxie will just go up to it and stand and do her paws back and forth and like look at you and look all around mm-hmm. awkwardly make eye contact with you. It's just what she does. But that's what Remy always calls it making muffins. But when Johnny does it, her little paws are just kind of in the air and she barely does it. When Jinxie does it, like you would think she is going to shred the blanket, couch, fitted sheet, whatever it could be that she is on. Like it's hardcore when she does it. And it's probably because she was just a little baby. I don't know if she was the runt or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, now she, I can assure you she's not now. Like she's pro- she probably has like five pounds on Johnny. When we took him, see, we got him fixed. And then they had to go back a couple weeks later for like a follow up and some more shots and whatever. Um, and even then they were like, yeah, you may want to watch her intake. Uh, she specifically has already gained like two pounds since last week. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh. oh, man. Our vet, when we took Lucky the first time, um, that not the first time but like the first time prior to this time that I'm talking about um we took her to the vet and um they weighed her and she weighed 90 pounds and I mean she's just she's beefy and um 
he was like, I would like to see her scale down a little bit. He was like, you know, German Shepherds are not good for having like good hips and oh, her, you know, being overweight and stuff is not going to help. And she's already like mm-hmm. pigeon toed anyway. Like, I, I just don't even know. What do like, they call back... that? Like hip dysplasia or something? Are they yes. that? Mm. Yeah. And her back legs. Are. So what? Are a lot of big dogs prone to that? Um, I don't know, but I know German Shepherds, and I didn't know this until the vet told us this, but German Shepherds are bred or were originally bred or whatever to where, like, their hips can touch the floor, like, when they're standing on their front two feet. And I don't know if that was meant to, like, for when they are herding sheep or, like, you know what I mean? Like, for them to crouch down in certain positions or whatever, but... He said that their hips are designed to like hit the floor when they're like two when they're like two front legs are standing. So oh. he, I mean, I, they're just bred that way, I guess. I don't know. We like rescued her from as like a junkyard dog that Eric's friend had. So I don't, I don't know what her history was before we got her, but um. So he was like, I would like to see you uh, maybe put her on a little bit of a diet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. I was like, you haven't seen her eat. And she she always eats like it's her last meal. And uh-huh. again, like, I don't know her prior situation or like if she didn't get just all didn't. the time. Right. Right. So I know when we <laughs> got her, she was literally like chained up outside in like a junkyard and never been in the house or anything so like she she's already got like (laughs) anxiety yeah she's she's got some she's got some trauma going on but every time she eats she has to make it a 20 minute scene at least like she comes out of the kitchen she barks and growls at the other two dogs who they're just used to it by now like they just let her like have a temper tantrum (laughs) doesn't even tase them no they're fine with it so she comes out she barks and growls then she goes back in the kitchen. She'll look at the food. She comes back out. She barks and growls at the other two. Like, don't you dare come near this kitchen. And then she goes back in the kitchen. Then she comes back out to make sure that the other two dogs are nowhere near the kitchen while she's trying to eat. And oh, we, we eventually, we just need to get a baby gate and be like, listen, you just stay in here until you're done eating. No one's going to come across the threshold. You're fine. Mm. But like, she makes it a whole scene. I'm going to have to record it and send it to you sometime because it's, it, she does it every morning and every night. If um, if I can catch her tonight, because she eats in the morning before I go to work, and then she eats at night before we go to bed. But she doesn't want to eat any other time during the day. And we free feed them, so they can eat whenever they want. But um, oh, those are the only two times that she chooses to eat. And she will not eat if I'm not home, and which is also uh... very bizarre. But Erica's like, if something happens to you, like, she's going to starve to death. <laughs> I was like, I know, I'm afraid that she will. But... Um, so anyway, she she makes this whole scene, um, and then she will eventually just go in there and eat. But when she eats, she will eat an entire bowl of food until it's gone. No matter like if she's hungry or not, or the bowl is full, she will eat the entire bowl until it's completely gone. And she will eat it in such a rush that food just spills out. Like you know how like when you picture like moles digging holes into the ground like the dirt is just coming up from all sides that's what it looks like when she's eating it's just food shrapnel oh. everywhere <laughs> because she won't slow down liza does but, it with the cat food 
Um, she we we prefeed all of our animals as well. The cat food is upstairs with the water. The dog food is downstairs with the water. The cats eat the dog food, obviously not a big deal, but I try to keep her out of the cat food because she wolfs it all down like a maniac any chance she gets and then usually ends up throwing it up like in pretty much still whole pieces, not to be graphic, but like she just like inhales it like a freaking vacuum cleaner, like just <laughs> I mean literally wolfs it down. And I mean it's it's dry cat food. Like it's nothing fancy when they were kittens we got them the wet stuff, but um, they just eat, you know, I don't even know what brand, to be honest, I couldn't tell you. Uh, it could even be, did you know, you probably, I know you don't see a lot of commercials. Have you seen any of the Meow Mix commercials lately? No, mm-mm. not for probably a long time. Well, JC from Sync is who does like the voice and the singing in the background. <laughs> and I only found that out because, mm. uh, Another NSYNC member and a Backstreet Boy together were, like, collectively making fun of him. Oh, my goodness. They were doing, like, I wonder where he is, right? Meow. And and stuff like that. And finally, I was like, man, why do they keep saying that? And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, my gosh. That's, I mean, I'm sure it's a paying contract, so I'm not knocking him. He's still definitely making far more money than I could ever dream of. But... Uh, definitely a step a step out on the meow mix from the OG NSYNC days. I heard has the VMAs already happened? I believe they were last night. Okay, because I heard that like all of NSYNC or whatever is supposed to be there, but I was like, did something happen with that Chris Kirkpatrick? Like, didn't people like not know where he was or if he was okay <laughs> for a while? Because, like, yeah. when the band split up, he was like, all right, peace, I'm out of here. And, like, nobody heard from him again after that. Yeah, and, well, okay, so, like, growing up, I loved NSYNC. Uh, my little sister and I went to see them in concert at Hershey Park. We also went to, I think, like, Sam Goody Music or something at midnight to get their new album when it came out one time. Shout out to our cousin Ange. She drove us because neither of us could drive. Uh, but we we were some NSYNC fans. And I was just telling Remy the other day, there's like rumors that they're getting back together for an NSYNC reunion tour and that Backstreet would tour with them. And I would be there in a heartbeat. Um, so I was It was saying, always like Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC too when we were in school. Remember that? It was like think, you couldn't yes. like both of them as one or the other. Yeah, and that was like a total deal breaker on friendships. But I think now that everybody's <laughs> grown up and like everybody can enjoy a glass of wine and both, like I'm in. Uh, but I am still mm-hmm. in NSYNC. If I had, if somebody forced me to choose, it's going to be NSYNC. But I was yeah. trying to make Remy listen to it the other day. I was cooking and I always have my like Bluetooth speaker on when I'm in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I was playing. Um, she loves the song called 2002. I don't know if you've heard that song. Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. It's clever. I'll pl- I'll send it to you. Um, the girl that sings it, I believe her name is Annie Marie. And it's a play. <sighs> See these cats? I'm sorry. They're maniacs. Well, come here. She's crazy. Um, it's like a play on all the different songs from 2002 in the lyrics of the song. So I was trying to explain to Remy part of it says bye, bye, bye. And so I'm like, doing the sync, bye 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 you know the whole thing and mm-hmm. she's looking at me like i'm medusa and i'm like no, okay it's okay wait you gotta okay gotta hear the real song though where this came from and then you'll be able to appreciate it. so like i start playing it like she's not appreciating it whatsoever not even a tiny bit so i'm like okay hold on let me try again let me let me pull up the video because then you're really gonna appreciate it 100 percent 
she thought it was the dumbest thing ever. Like, she did not appreciate why they were being string puppets. Why are they in these boxes? Like, what is going on here? And I'm like, just get to the part where they do the bye, bye, bye. She, I mean, she ended up making me turn it off. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not taking you to the reunion tour. But <laughs> uh, she, she is not a fan. And I was like, oh, I failed as a parent. Eric and I heard somebody listening to that in their car the other day when we were on a walk. And I mean, they were jamming to it. They had their windows down and everything. Just bye, bye, bye. As they were... <laughs> rolling up to the stop sign i was like man i was like somebody's somebody's really feeling themselves today <laughs> i was jamming the other day i don't know if you know that hansen uh re-released mbop <laughs> breaking no, news i didn't know that <laughs> uh it's called mbop 2.0 it's like hansen oh, and somebody else that remixed it and they've also like redone an old jonas brothers song but um i loved hansen back in the day and i don't care Grown-up Hanson singing that song? Yes, please. Uh, it is an instant, like, serotonin boost for me. Takes me back to, like, sixth grade, and I freaking love it. Uh, so anybody sees me out, I don't know. My my playlist, I literally hit on, I, I have a bajillion songs saved in there, and I hit all songs, and then I hit shuffle. So you could literally get Aretha Franklin, or you could get some, I don't know, gangster rap. You might get some screamy death metal. Like, it's... It's kind of all over the place, and I feel like it would stress a lot of other people out, but I like a good uh, musical roulette on my drive in the morning. Yeah. I I always get hyper fixated on, like, one song at a time, and then I just listen to it over and over again until I can't stand it anymore, and then I then there's another song then that takes that place, and then I listen to it over and over again for, like, a week, <laughs> and then I move on to another one. <laughs> I feel you. My entire family is thoroughly over the recently released Zach Bryan album. Um, I also love the song Dawn's because I, I really enjoy singing the girl part of that song as if like perhaps I were to ever get called on stage. I'm ready for it. Uh, <laughs> what song? Is it by the same person? It is. It is also by Zach okay. Bryan. Um, his new album's got a lot of good songs that I like where he has like collaborations with other people. One song is with the Warren Treaty called Hey Driver. Freaking love that one. I've listened to it a ton. Um and then he's got the Casey Musgrave song. We both I know enjoy that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um and then he's got one with the Lumineers also and I do really like that one as well. But then the ones by him by himself. So like I'll hit Zach Bryan and I'll hit Shuffle. And man I I I don't care if I've heard that ten times today. I'm gonna hear it one more time on the way home. Uh, my kids are also over that. I Have you heard Teddy Swim's Lose Control? No. Okay. I don't even think I've heard of it. I am. Um, I don't even know what category of music I would class him under, to be honest. Soul? Heart pouring out? Oh. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know where I'd put him. Remy said country, and I said no. Uh, but I don't. I don't know what the right answer is there so i'm gonna have to send you that song but it's by teddy swims it's called lose control and it's mm, like if chris stapleton and reuben stuttered maybe had a baby uh okay i don't know i don't even know where he's from he's a big tall super tattooed out uh fella like it when you look at him and then you hear him like you're almost like mm, they're playing a trick on me. That voice, <laughs> like, it does not match. <laughs> okay. uh, but it's it's a really good jam too. So I've 
I've been stuck, I would say, in those for a solid week or two myself. And I'm glad I'm not the only one that's like that because uh, Jeff hates it. But I'm the same way, man. If I find a song, I don't. I literally don't care if I've heard it a hundred times. I'm go ahead and put it on repeat one more time. I will thoroughly enjoy it. I rewound a song earlier because my favorite part of it is Maggie Rogers' chorus, Dawn's that I was just talking about. And Rumi came in and was kind of talking through it, and I didn't get to appreciate enough. So I was like, nope, back we go. Let me hear it one more time <laughs> so I can thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm a psychopath when it comes to that stuff, I reckon. Um, I haven't gotten really any further on my poncho. I've tried. I've worked on it on and off all week. It maybe looks like I've got like another inch done. I am losing patience. I am going... Well, I'm working on a blanket right now for Ethan and Lindsay for their um, new house. They're, they're painting it right now. But um, I am going to try to get it done today. Or not, not today. What am I even saying? I'm trying to get say, it done by this hardcore. weekend. No, I'm actually going to do nothing tonight. <laughs> for being honest. I'm going to put on probably a true crime. A mystery and then that's probably going to be it for me tonight I might have maybe a little glass of wine I don't know but um, but it is more than halfway done so I think I'm going to take it with me to the festival this weekend and work on it while I sit there because I can't bring myself to do another hat or ear warmer this no. week because <laughs> I was making them all weekend yeah oh, man. and then I made that poncho on Sunday but it was because I could not bring myself to do another freaking hat or ear warmer I, I, don't I mean I must have done you. like 12 that's, that's a lot to crank out like that I get it I though would rather do an ear warmer or a hundred of them uh, just because it's something that I feel like I can get done I've been working on this poncho forever and I cannot ever get it done. Uh, I'm sorry. The, these cats are lunatics. And this cat literally just came carrying the bag of cat treats out in its mouth. The whole bag. Oh. The whole bag of cat treats. Carried them. Like, I was like, what is going on? What is in her mouth? The whole bag of treats. So I just had to get up and think, oh, she's, she's coming in for the kill. She knows I have them. If we get disconnected, it was Johnny. It was not Jinxie. Uh, no I'm just kidding the kids always get mad because anything that anybody does I usually I'm like not my jinxie she wouldn't do that and they're like you shouldn't pick favorites <laughs> they get really mad about it. I'm like well I'm not picking favorite kids I mean we're talking about cats here so yeah I I don't know about our cat twister I think he's he's coming up on the end of life No, and he he is acting quite um what's the word I'm looking for? Um solitary, I guess, maybe. And like today Eric found him like hiding out in the towel closet. Oh. And um like I I don't know. I th- I think he's he's coming up on the end here. And um he uh Eric keeps giving him treats like, like he's trying to I don't know make him 
comfortable and feel a little more loved. I don't know, but it's also giving them diarrhea. I've asked them now several times to please stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, appreciate it, but I don't appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Two treats a day is fine. We don't need to give them an entire handful of temptations. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh, shoot. Oh, the temptations. These mm-hmm. are catnip flavored cat treats. Mm-hmm. And they go pretty wild over them. And I, they've got catnip in them. Like, if you look at the ingredients, which, like, I've bought actual catnip for their treats and stuff before. Jinxie turns into a sheer maniac. And, oh. and Johnny has zero cares to give. She, it's, she doesn't care. Uh, they have this, like, it's an Ohio State football field scratchy pad thing. And then on the outside around the football field part is a bell ball that is like they can bat it around with their paws through this little track. And I like I'll sprinkle some on top of it sometimes. And Jinxie will waller all over it and like roll on her back and just love it up. And Johnny will walk right past it like she doesn't even know it's there, nor does she care. So strange. You can get catnip um plants did you know that i didn't but i i killed just about everything um the only thing i kept alive i will say this year was kroger i believe it was kroger had uh calla lilies that were already like the bulbs were already planted in the bucket Mm -hmm. um i don't know if those are a perennial or an annual but um i think they are perennial oh so my bucket will come back next year Mm-hmm. I think anything that is a bulb, a bulb uh-huh, okay. is a perennial. So they were super great. Uh, they withstood a lot of the crazy heat and like flooding rains here that we have. But they grew such pretty flowers, like a deep burgundy, almost purpley kind of color. And they were great. I didn't kill them. Uh, they're still growing as we speak right now, actually. But everything else, including like a cactus. I killed a cactus. Who does that? I kill everything every year and I'm like, eh, it's fine. I'll grow back next year because like I only plant perennials <laughs> because I know that I'm just going to screw it up and I just need another shot at it next year. <laughs> that's right. Always next year. Always next year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's almost how I feel about some of these projects. I start like, well, it's okay. If you don't finish it now, you'll get bored enough sometime to get it finished. It's okay. Uh, yeah. But it's not. I just always need an excuse for a new yarn I don't need new yarn, but sometimes I'm pretty proud of myself because I have been really only using my, the yarn that I already have and getting it down to as much as I can to put it into like my scrap box because it's not enough to like do anything else with. And then I think I'm going to make like a traditional granny square blanket um, for the fair next year okay out of the scraps so not one like the one that i made this year that was kind of like flowery or whatever but like in the actual like roseanne couch (laughs) blanket i thought about venturing out and i don't even know why my brain likes to think of these ideas and learning how to make a granny square because if i could do that i could make a lot of things that it just could work together like that and maybe be faster than knitting um, but then I also, 
I've been eyeing up those knitting machines too. Nobody out there must have one because we haven't heard from anyone, which is fine. But I just, I don't know. You know, I'm cheap and I just don't want to drop even if it is $50 if it's not going to be something that works. But man, the videos mm-hmm. online just really make it look like it's easy and nice and not obviously like I would still want to knit a lot of things by hand. But if I was trying to crank out like hats, did it take me like a month to make a hat and I can make a hat probably or two a day using that? Um, mm-hmm. so for those types of purposes, I don't think it would be bad, but I don't know. Part of me feels a little cheaty about it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wanted to at least save like enough yarn to make a granny square, but I really want to get as much, as much uses I have before I go buying more. I, I mean, obviously I'm not going to use up all of it before I go buy more, but I am doing a lot better at not buying yarn. I did buy two skeins um, this week, blue and white, because there's a girl at church who's getting ready to have a baby boy in November. And they invited me to the baby shower. So I want to make the baby a blanket for that oh that'll be good and i gotta say i'm really proud of you because for a while you were definitely ordering and obviously because you were making big projects that used that amount of yarn but like if we were to look at maybe last year or the year before those joanne boxes were coming in pretty hot and heavy they were yes they you have definitely slowed your roll so i know i'm to you there i have grown as a person i think (laughs) i don't know um, the Joanne's card that you gave me for my birthday, I bought fleece with that. Okay. Um, a couple days ago because they were having their fleece on sale for six ninety nine a yard. So I got oh, I'll have to send you a picture of it because I got it in the mail today. But um I got plaid, like fall colored plaid, so it's like green and navy and like burgundy and brown, and then like a dark hunter green fleece to put on the back of it because once i get this living room painted it'll match my living room really nice it sounds like it's gonna be really pretty i've got some fleece that was given to me and it's like one of those you know tie blanket like kit type of things Mm -hmm. Um, that's what i want to do with this is make a tie blanket yeah that's what i think i thought about using it and getting it done sometime this winter even if remy uses it in her room or whatever just something simple to do with it but i really am going to adventure into my next uh parrot if you will is going to be the embroidery i think okay i've been doing a lot of pinteresting about it Mm -hmm. and i think i'm gonna give it a go why not try to learn something ridiculously new when i don't even finish the other projects i start but that's that's the ADHD or ADD brain, I feel like. Yeah. Well, we've done this podcast, though, for three years now. I feel like that's something. Well, and I've knitted for a while now. But it's, yeah, that's But true. I do struggle to, I just struggle to finish projects because I get bored. So I feel like it's good to have a couple working because then I can just jump from one to the next to the next when I get bored, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta get this stupid poncho done before January. Uh, I worked on it a little yesterday. We had meetings, uh, at our big building 
And I was there all day. So we had a couple lulls, like in what we were doing to where I just got to sit down for a minute. I was like, all right. And here I come with the yarn. Everybody's like, you brought yarn today? And I'm like, well, it's better than just sitting here and scrolling on my phone like the rest of you. Yeah, I do the same. Uh, yep, I got, <laughs> Excuse me. got a little, we had like a, like a half an hour period where it was just pins and needles until the next round of folks came in for what we were doing. And so it's like the calm before the storm. And I did, I sat outside, I had my yarn. I was like, okay, this is, this is okay. This is what we're doing. But like I said, I, I thought I was getting somewhere and then look at it and it's like, huh, didn't even make a dent. Great. Uh, I don't know. I need a vacation, I guess, just to get it finished. I'll take a week off of work just to work on that. <laughs> week off work. Well, you can bring it with you when we go on our trip. Yes, I I am definitely doing that because I've got to work on it. Well, okay, but then here's here's my brain. It doesn't want to bring that project with me. It wants to make an excuse to get new yarn just for our trip. Oh to make goodness. a special project to say like oh this is from our trip I made this whatever and I'm probably going to do that so yeah I'm probably not going to bring the poncho I will just continue to complain about not having it done and then I will start a new project while we are there Okay. with some preferably super chunky yarn and not sport weight sequin yarn like I'm currently working with on the poncho that's the problem I should have known better I freaking hate tiny yarn and I should have known better or I should have double-stranded it or something, but I'm too far in and I didn't do that. And I don't want to rip it all the way out and start over. So, yeah, I, like, I think I'm beyond that point. I would be more disgusted with myself if I ended up having to do that. There are so many times where I will be, like, halfway through a project, I will put it up. And then, like, two years later, I will see that project again. And then it's just going in the trash at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ripping it or out. The scrap I'm not box. messing with it. It's just a total yep. no. It's a goner. Yep, it is. Like, now it's like, okay, you're going to have to be repurposed into something else. Or just depending on how big it is. Right. Because I'm like, first of all, I don't even know the size hook that I used for that. I don't remember what pattern it was. I know no way in hell am I going to find that same dye lot again in that yarn. Should I need more? Like, <laughs> it's a no. It's a no. Especially if I know that it's like a basic yarn, too. Like... Oh, this is a red heart white. Yeah, I'm good with just cutting it right here and cutting my losses in mm-hmm. into the trash it goes. Because I get to wear, if I'm practicing a new stitch or a new pattern specifically, I can only rip it out so much to where it's like so wavy and crazy looking that I'm like, nah, that's in it. I'm just cutting that off and starting over here. Because it's like almost, then it's too hard to knit with where I've put the stitches in and taken them out so many times. Yeah. Well, yes. And that is part of it, too. Why sometimes things just have to go in the trash instead of like the scrap box or whatever, because sometimes, too, it's like it's like now musty or whatever. It's like, well, now I'd have to clean it before I can finish it. But it's like, but I can't clean it because it's not finished and it'll right. come unraveled. So I, it's a loss. I don't know. I, I, I'm getting a lot better about doing that though now. Like I have not thrown away a project in at least probably a couple years, so I'm doing a lot better with if it's something that I don't want to finish, repurposing it, or if I don't want to finish it, I just force myself and make myself finish it anyway. And I'm like, you just get through it, and if you don't like it, you can just give it away to somebody. Right. At least just move on from it. Yes. Right. Uh, have you ever had a project you had to give up on, or that you just like Sarah said, maybe you didn't remember the pattern or what size needle or hook you were using, or maybe you just 
load this project entirely like I sometimes do mine or maybe your cats unraveled your entire project uh we would really love to hear from you about it so that we don't feel like we're swimming alone in some of these messes we get ourselves into um but you can you get a hold of us if you don't follow us social media is all the same as at Neil's Hooks DL um or you can join our Facebook group there's a whole lot of fun and I don't know inside and inspiration over there from that group uh it is Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast year-long stitchathon on Facebook. Or you can email us, needleshooksanddirtylooks at gmail.com. Uh, honestly, any of those, we'd be pumped to hear from you. Um, tell us tell us your horror stories. Maybe that'll be next week's episode. We will just do, like, I don't know, freaky flashbacks to our own horror project stories that we had to get rid of or trash or repurpose. Um, let us know, and we'll talk about it Tuesday. Yeah. Bye. Bye.